July 20th, 2014. It's a Watt from Pedro's show.
Quad from Pedro show. Started off. Well, let me start right off by saying, welcome back to Love Grotto, the pleasure point here in Brother Matt. Yeah. It's been a while. You were in Hawaii. Aloha. Yeah, it was, was cool. In Brooklyn. It was very cool. We're different climates. Yeah. Two different Mine climates. was probably sweaty as yours. So cow. Let me tell people what we start off with. We started with uh, the untitled original Exotica. Maybe it is titled. Um, heavyweight champion anthology, John Coltrane. After that, brand new from Sawako Piano Cota. Uh, how was your trip, Brother Matt? It was righteous. It was very cool. I hit uh, the Big Island. We're talking Hawaii people. Yeah, Maui and Molokai. Did you see Three the volcano? Did you fly over it? I was at the volcano on my birthday. I didn't fly over Last year I flew over it. This yeah. year I walked around it. All Went right. to Lava Tubes. I hung out till nighttime so I could see it glowing. Yeah. So that was pretty righteous. Was it hot? Did you feel uh, it? Well, I didn't get that close. Okay. Um, but uh, I was like a couple hundred yards away. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, I went the opposite way. I was at the top of Mauna Kea, yeah. the biggest mountain in the sure. world from the seafloor up. I was at about 13,800 feet. Because that's uh, what Hawaii is. So they're peaks from the bottom of the ocean. That's yeah. a mountain range. Yeah, a little, little volcanic rift out there. Yeah. So that was bitching being up What about up feet? Did you get some feet cut on coral? No, this time, no All injuries. Right. No injuries. But uh, the observatories up there were bitching. It was cold. Yeah. But we're like above the atmosphere. I've only the highest I went was the Wahoo Diamond Head. Uh-huh. Tiny boy. Two hundred yeah. steps or something. And then Molokai, no stoplights. That right. was right like back Yeah, way. yeah, it was very mellow. No stoplights, but they do have cars. Yeah, yeah. But five five eighty for gas, I think it was. Was Kauai the one of them? N- nobody's allowed to bring cars, though, right? Uh, I think uh, yeah, that's what the local one, little Kahauli or uh, Nihau or something like that. that. Uh, I don't yeah, know. How, that, that's how you say hi in China. That, uh, I don't know those little. The other ones are kind of. There's some rural there's guys where they're not allowed. Kind of yeah. tough to say, yeah. One but just man, get bombed. We should uh, say hello to our guest. Guest, welcome. Rob, Rob, how do you pronounce this? Robert? Robert, like concierge. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sometimes that gets lost when it comes over, mm. so. Robert. Cool. Welcome. Oh, Roberga. <laughs> My mother gets it wrong, so. Does she? Yeah. Yeah, because she married the man. Yeah. Uh, oh, someone's at your chair. Yeah, yeah Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, you ain't in Long Beach now. No. Pedro, just up the hill. Yeah. Up the hill. Well, uh, by the bell. Oh, oh, oh. Hi. Uh, because uh, in Pedro, when people say Hi. hill, nice to meet you. Uh, they mean the hill. <laughs> oh, nice the rich hill? Yeah. Hi. Yeah, we do have a lot of hills in Pedro. <laughs> in fact, this baby here, Point Furman. Yeah, it sucks if you're on a bike. A little bit. Yeah, yeah and cross trainer. Yeah, total cross trainer. Yeah. Get those uh, skateboards. But the uh, Korean Bell, that was a present given to us in 1976, our 200th birthday. Yeah. Uh, that used to be Fort MacArthur Upper Reservation, so you could see if anybody wanted to guard the harbor why you would want that hill. That's where the uh, the whole mishap with uh, post Pearl Harbor was, right? Yeah, the air raid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they still celebrated. Uh, February. That's not I really something to celebrate. Us. No, I think it's all over. I think it was all so count. People yeah. were killed by the stuff that came yeah. down. 
But anyway, yeah, some asshole likes to celebrate that there. I used to be in battery. I was good for, for a year. Warfrey turned it into a museum, and so now I'm in the officer's head. I've been there 20, almost 28 years. Let's get to you. You're a writer, man. What's your first uh, memory of that endeavor? I... It, it, it's kind of weird. I came from a house where my dad restored cars and my mom didn't read. Um, so I didn't really know there were writers till I got to college. Like, I just kind of thought that all writers were kind of dead. <laughs> and, oh, so you didn't have writing experience young? Not really. Um, you know, read the required stuff in high school, but... And you had to write some pieces. Yeah. I remember writing some embarrassing things. Yeah, they were terrible. I, for me, it was hard, really hard to get what was in my mind onto the paper. I would leave out so many words. Okay, so... <sighs> writing as a thing you want to do didn't happen until college. Yeah, it was all... Well, I mean... So how old's that? Hey, it's worked out, you know. No, how old's that? Oh, geez. I I was catering a reading, and I had no idea what a reading was. And it was the perfect one. It was a... Is that like 19? Oh, geez. 1985? 20? No, you're <laughs> age. Uh, 19? 19. Okay. That's still kind of young. Yeah. It seems really young now. So you were like in charge of a reading and you know, didn't know what a reading was? I was in charge of catering the reading. The chow for the reading. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, but you still didn't know what a reading was. I really didn't. And I ended up really lucky. There was a poet named Bill Knott who was incredible, who just died this year. Um, and Richard Yates, who was a fabulous fiction writer. Um, and he read a piece uh, called, Oh, Joseph, I'm So Tired, that has an ending that's sort of an homage yeah. to the dead. Um, uh, Joyce is the dead, and it's just a, a kill, yeah. killer ending. Bill Knott, there was a poet guy I used to he put a song, Gig, Doug Knott. Oh, yeah. And I think he's a lawyer man, too. I think he lives up by John Doe and Marin. Yeah. And, Are uh, they related? I don't think so, because okay. Doug just did a one man show. I fight Alzheimer every chance I get. <laughs> So by doing the chow, what did you feed these people? Oh man, uh, some some you know just crudite and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> crud. Just just vegetables. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, what is crudite? Well, just you know, like it's another word for what? Cucumber? No, like is it? Yeah. It is, right? Fresh vegetables. Yeah, you yeah, know. I think they say it in England. It was the first time I'd ever known that you could eat broccoli raw. Because, okay. like, my mother used to just mush it up and do a that. brown paste. Uh, she's not coming off well right now. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't read, doesn't. doesn't no, care. look. Look, any farmer would you tell you if they want a good crop, use a lot of manure. Look, you play in the urinals too now, so let's hear some of that. Look, cool.
It's plain to see is yours to hold. You've traveled far and can't be told. The hand of cards you will behold. Fickle, fickle fortune, The howling wind chose not to stand. Tempest laughs and you do descend, but the golden seer chose to defend. place to kill John. So you gotta watch out for that because that comes over the microphone real intense. You got one of those little doily yeah, things, brother. Man, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But we'll no, know. No, I do. I'm back back Phil yeah, that is a major. I shouldn't. Know. Old King Cole. It's a merry old soul. Gandalf, brother. Packed my pipe, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how long did you take in Kel Johansson's place? Um. Well. Uh, there you go. See, Rob's all guy. He's already thinking. You got one for the pipe? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, How many years? Ten? Uh, it's like seven now. Seven? I actually yeah. took over for... And this new tune we heard, uh, We Could Close Our Eyes. This is 
post-Kel, even compositions new, right? Right, it's going to be on so the like album. Urinals. Before it was urinals, though, you guys dabbled with another name. I think 100 Flowers came after urinals. No, I think that's with... No, I know it's with Kel still. No, when you guys... <laughs> You oh. were playing with them. You were called something else. Oh, God, it was terrible. The chairs of... Perception. Chairs of perception. It was awful. As opposed to the door. <laughs> yeah. It's just a name. <laughs> yeah, but, but actually, it was called that, and then it went to urinals, right? Yeah, because it was always, you know, no matter what we did, parenthetical, formally, the urinals. urinals. right. Even though, are there chairs for... There's chairs of perception songs, because I played them on my show when they first came it's out. Jack John Flanders type thing. <laughs> The big green velvet chair, in fact, the big purple one. Then we heard Serpent Fast Girly Show with uh, 2014 versions of Oh Well, because we've played 2007, 2008 versions. Now there are two bass players and drums out of Liverpool. And Street Eaters with Reverse, they're coming to town, I think, Second Man, playing with them at Harold's Place August 6th. That's got um, John from the, uh, what is it, Fleshies? Triclops? In fact, today, later on, 6 o'clock today, I played with Christian, man. Yeah, who's the Triclops guitar man, Peace Creep, which we came after that tune called Dream Vacation. You ever have those? <laughs> Brother Matt just did. And why? Finally, from the new Cuz album, Fickle Fortune. I go uh, visit Brother Sam next week. You cool. can spend a weekend. Right. Okay, um, back to the right. So the first turn on... Yeah, that writing might be something for you, was making chow for reading. What did you first get into writing after that? Uh, uh, probably a year or two. Tense event. year or two later. Yeah. But I so was, they planted like seed in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I was knocked out the first time, and I was just like, wow, you're allowed to do this. You know, it was just, you, you know. You write what you want. You can write it all. <laughs> Even though you've been doing assignments and shit, that wasn't really right. No. Well, I'm, that was right, but that was not expression. But I had been writing music, terrible music at the time. But uh, Composing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Did think, you equate that with fucking words? Like writing? Uh, not at the time, but... The, well, these guys, you mentioned, one was a poet and the other guy did prose, so it was both guys writing. Right. Yeah. And, and what were you hankering towards? Um, because some music people there they they veer towards poems, right? Because of lyrics. Yeah, I ended up studying with Bill Knott, and uh, he was he was an amazing poet. He was a terrible teacher, and uh, um, and not a prose writer, just poems. Just poems, and just, so you started writing poems then. I at same time both. Yeah. And oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and I just I, I had I was just much better at prose. Two fisted. <laughs> well, one and a half fisted. Okay. <laughs> Stronger fist with the right. Yeah. Prose. Prose. It's all right. What I heard prose was anything that wasn't poetry. Yeah, it's not skinny and on the left. <laughs> right. Do you remember your first piece? Um, I I do actually. What was it? It uh, it was. Uh, it was based on one of the Walendas who fell. Yeah. Remember the sure. tightrope walkers? And uh, just in, in the fiction, a couple people who had witnessed it. It was, it, you know, it was the first one. It was not a very good story. Kind of topical. Yeah, at the time, yeah. you know. At the time, great. <laughs> <laughs> Tucci. <laughs> Tucci, Rob. Let's hear some more music.
hates the car And she can't stop swearing But I don't mind And I'm not caring Cause I don't mind I got the crank open dearest charms will neither stun the world nor thrive. Our precious pleasures rarely measure beyond the realm of one's own fun. Battling wills to self-satisfy or give entirely over to the need of the hive. Such boisterous grief explodes, contrived until, out of control, we run. Their digging of my doings mountainizes tiny worth into piles of holes, for thick honey of my money drains rapidly away from hive to dust. Outlying wishes burn from my will into lines and words controlled. Yet climb I must, my nightly plight thrusting dreams turned into mush. Whatever I touch becomes soiled, thereby Worth uncoils and goes limp. Thus, auric aggrandizements abust, bearing no trophy for this heart and soul, yet achingly I fling over and again my will onto canvas and stringed glint, parsing out painterly words, iambic or unrhymed, 
attempting that warped hull. Hallowed money burns our glands, was sawed into rubber melts, flexing nerves balling up like spam, or recent commerce squelched. They twang air into fuzz notes, where arms all wave, about to launch. Twin mystic words fell out, sparks went up, fairness blamed was gaunt. Luckily we can dream. Thoughts been compromised on this side, wondering whether we are webbed or if water rushes through us, or any line of flowers between discovery and towing that wide line is superfluous in task, magnetizing peepers to ions as incongruous. Thoughts bent between sideways lights only a few moments from now, never believe forever slide by in such miracles of impossible color. Or we'd eat knowledge wrapped in world skins of ether mesh and logic. Eternity to unfold in deliberate origamis of sloshing mountainsides. Such calamitous musings on various natures enliven, becoming too real, collapsing too often this wavering conviction woven of paper and whims, props of steroids, rivets and heart, barely buttressing my waning zeal. Yet how could I smell that flower, or fish with wonder, fresh waters to glimpse? Verily I exist but to try. Lifting up in the sky, clouds of memory, one, two, three, they fly by. Five times seven, I wish I could, never in doubt, rifling down the shards of heaven. Coming around, sometimes we may be heard. The sound, not unlike the echoes of rocks falling apart into puffs of dust. Slivers of fish grinding between the atoms of sound and delivering unto us a firm piece of ground.
le monde Non ici, non ici, jamais rien, jamais rien, jamais rien Et le roux, et là-bas, et la ciel, et la maison Quel est votre nom Quel est votre nom
I am the general of the internet and not a foot soldier moving peanuts around a jam jar and not a furry quadruped or hominid or bird plumber
people music for the end, end of the first hour. Uh, 85 Chrysler Baron by San Pedro Slim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of Scraps, The Face We Wear, Chris Groger. Pedro Slim out of Pedro, obviously. Lawn Shady Peer Group, really? I think so. The, I, I thought it was on Thursdays they were having those. I saw them. Anyway, Peer Group, they're an old Pedro band and uh, stuff from 30 years ago. Uh, Mr. Sun, it's okay. That's Hecker, huh? From Ray Cross, so somewhere SoCal. Kyoko Flashback, um, Kanagawa Lady Living in Berlin. Alligator Whitefish, Mr. Tom from Tobacco Braided Cellophane, he's out of Pittsburgh. Gigi Band, Sonic Doo-Wop, they're out of Pusan, Korea. Tom Gallo with uh, Lazy Honey, that, that's SoCal. Joe the Internet, Heavy Neolithic Vibe by The God and Hackney. I think they're England guys who moved here. Or, or New York City. And a non-fatal jack-off on the moon by Spielgush. Now Richard Meltzer, of course he lives in Portland now. Uh, we reached the end of the first hour July 20, 2014 edition of Watt Peter Show. Our guest, Mr. Rob Burge. Hold tight for hour two. July 20, 2014, second hour of Watt Pedro Show. ¿A quién estáis esperando en esa carpa llovía? Si están todos trabajando, compañera Coliwilla. Si están todos trabajando, compañera Coliwilla. Y los trabajos son más. 
Y la farra son menos Y los trabajos son más
show started the second hour off with Victor Yara. Hara. Shouldn't be an idiot. Say it right. La Carpa de las Colagias, which is probably terrible. Uh, beautiful man. I think shot 23 times. Soccer stadium, that crap when the, the Pinochet had to give up the job, right? Uh, for me, Miranda with Dodek Sosek. Those are chewy guys living in Barcelona. I got to stay with great cats. Ideal Love by the Anararis and Tienta Corrupto Pentonizir. I think uh, they're Valencia. And finally, Za with uh, Casa Mansa Memorial Trace. And then that's. Uh, Barcelona, Catalan cats. Back with our, our guest, Robert Bombarish. Yeah. And his journey of writing. And uh, after first writing about, yeah, tight rope fatality, where did you venture next with writing? Just a bunch of stories that, you know, I did it they for. They were just stories, right? That's how I started. The, the good people, he's had four novels come out. And in, in fact, a, a fifth is coming, not a novel, but a, a memoir. And so I'm, I'm thinking about, or I'm curious about that period between the tightrope thing and your published novels. So you started writing uh, articles for people, online things. Um, I did journalism for a while. And so you took classes. I, I I actually followed this journalism like reporter. <laughs> yeah, but I made shit up, so they said you're better in fiction. Uh, you know, okay. like I transcribe it. Well, there's been a lot of scandals, right? Boston Globe, New York Times. Yeah, I mean these were you know. Guys either plagiarizing or just making shit up. Yeah, it wasn't like I you know I'd end up doing an interview with someone and I got really lazy about transcribing and I just. Um, ended up writing, you know, I was young, I had no idea. I just ended up writing what I thought was more interesting. And, uh, and they said, you can't, you can't do that. You know, you might want to be a fiction writer. Okay. So after dabbling with that shit, you went on to full on stories. Yeah. And, uh, what's this thing about character development? Did you try that? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's a definite... It's more important than a plot. Um, yeah, I think language and character is more important than plot to yeah. me. I mean, other writers would, would probably think differently, but, you know, people approach it differently. Do you know about a story called Sam Pebbles, Richard McKenna? I don't. And he's a Navy man. He's the engine room guy. He made it into a movie in 66 with uh, Steve McQueen. It was me and D. Boone's favorite movie. Anyway, I read the book in the 90s. I didn't know there was a book. And I read his story because he thought, well, if you're going to be a writer, well, you should read Mr. Hemingway, Mr. Steinbeck. Sure. You know? <laughs> so you, you did this stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean. So it's kind of like self medication. And not, not so much just the school stuff. On your own, you're reading uh, the classic, what we call, well, it's the 20th century, but they're still kind of classics. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, for me, like the modern period kind of starts with Chekhov, and I, I was really into. 20th century short fiction and novels and that's where I started um, okay. I mean some Victorian stuff but I really sort of clicked with the modern period you know yeah 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 and what you do you just start soliciting uh, journals and magazines yeah I'm getting rejected for almost a decade you know 10 years <laughs> so you were like pracking yeah you know a lot of prack with the writing yeah and you know what looking Brother Matt, what sharpening you the saw. Sharpening the saw. <laughs> it was a dull saw Holy for a lot crap. of years. <laughs> well, you were developing out of nowhere since you were late cover. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I don't know why I, I kept going with it. You know, uh, Vincent painted only his last ten years. Really? I don't think anybody. Yeah, all. And look, he's the whaler, right? He's the big daddy of that painting stuff. You've yeah, been in the I, museum in, in uh, Amsterdam, right? That's named after him, yeah. Yeah, I love that. All the letters to his sister and yeah. mother. I think he was an intense fan of art, and I think that helps. And I think that's why cats usually get into it later, because they're fans of that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you were impressed by those uh, writer, uh, prose man and the poet. I think the thing about being a kid, your parents are staring you a little bit, or incredible lucky uh, find with friends or something. You know what I mean? Later on, you're actually making choices in your life. Right. So, maybe it's even more uh, focused. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy, like you said, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, it had to be at least 7, probably 10 before I had Did a piece published. Did you keep the things they write back? Uh, the rejection letters? Yeah, I, call them. Um, I had them for I years. I called the correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you don't. <laughs> I had them for years. I think and I might have. I, I lost them in a storage Did unit. Did you call them Florida. character builders? Yeah, well. Like playing, when I, when I play a cave, I call that a character build. Some of them really were. I mean, some were very. Uh, um, you know, nice, and they would in in writing they call it ink, where they actually write on it and say, you know, please send again. Your stuff doesn't suck, essentially. Oh. But some are just form rejections, you know. Whenever there's like an underscore, and then your name is written in there. Yeah, you know. So th those <laughs> were like fucking dicks. <laughs> Fuck them people. Sometimes there's no name. It's just a sheet. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this. You don't is, know who to go after. This is not for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's been quite a while since we had Brother Matt on with the spin cycle. So we want to get back to your story, but let's, like, interrupt it <laughs> for some Brother Matt and his spin cycle. Cool. Thank you.
time, I got haters in my biz. Talking about the trill, but don't know what the fuck it is. Motherfuckers nowadays, I'm seriously sorry. Thinking that the key to life is putting your business on Mari. They say you're rocking Mari, but the motherfuckers rock for it. Always talking about you busting, nigga, but your Glock short. I know the truth, so ain't no need in your lying. Bullshit ain't working, ain't no need in your trying. Dying to be the nigga that's spying in the telescope. Crying with trilling niggas, but iron to your belly, folk. Telling them tall tales, fibs, and humdangers. Saving for Jeremy Kyle, Steven, Jerry Spranger. Buzzing like a bee, trying to stick me with your stanger. Bitch, you can get the middle. What middle? The finger. Stick it in your ass and let it linger. No homo, we hit the high note like a R&B singer. Oh, Roma, hold up. I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone. The good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful. But we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent, and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in them, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. For those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter. 
Fight! 
Thank you so much <laughs> cool. for once again bringing back in our consciousness the fucking spin cycle. What was the modus, your impetus, your inspiration? I had a little leftover aloha, uh, sublime leftover style. Aloha. 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 And then I uh, had some, some uh, remix Godzilla for Skipper Jeff and Hiori wanted that one. And Charlie Chaplin with a little Skipper spiel. Skipper Jeff was in Hawaii? No, 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 no. He, he wanted some Godzilla like yeah, months ago. That was a leftover. Yeah, how was the cut? Pretty cool setup down there. Huh? The cut, but also Terminal Island went over, tried to chat, but the place was closed. Ah, uh, bunk. Dagger uh, Moth. Saw the little uh, memorial for the town that was there. Yeah, yeah, the Japanese uh, uh, statues yeah, right, right by the prison. Yeah, big fish is what the kanji is. Like on the tour, you know, the little, uh, uh, you know, kind of hopes. Mm. Big fish! <laughs> Those days, they had pictures of them. Yeah, there's a cool movie, uh, The Last Village, Last Village of Terminal Island. It's a cool right. flick. That was a wild town, I mean, beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then with the tuna nurses at the uh, Chicken of the Sea factory and all that stuff. Yeah, they Cameras. stuck up. That was a they stinky time to, to travel. This, this guy had to be like, removed in a month. Yeah. Just, yeah, it worked, it worked slowly the carries went time. away. There's hardly anything over there now. Uh, Harbor Light. Yeah. One time I'm going to get chow there, but uh, yeah, grew because up of the fourth <laughs> holiday was closed. Uh, yeah, Brother Matt used to work at the Oregon Man Pete Mazich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad. Used to do yeah. the pet food there. Right. Huh? There's a place to eat on Terminal Island? There's yeah, one pet. It's yeah. called uh, Harbor Light. Yeah, it used to be Joe Biss was a wild place. i got to check that out. Yeah, but... Uh, because of the 4th of July weekend when Skipper Jeff brought me on over there. It was Cerrado. <laughs> Next time. Uh, but then he, uh, also he's taking me uh, to the back and the chatter, but I had three uh, missions with him this summer. Cool. Great. So, Very cool. Okay, back with Rob about uh, the writing. We were talking during your spin cycle about a bunch of stuff. And uh, I, I proposed the I put up the proposition that maybe uh, writing is one of the most private forms of expression there is because you get the writer, the reader, and just those little symbols on the page between them. And uh, so what do you have to say about something like that? It's a weird sort of dichotomy because you got to write the book you want to write and kind of not care about what anyone thinks about it, you know, because then you're writing from a, like a position of insecurity and commerciality. But you simultaneously have to remember that you're there to entertain the reader, and the reader's your friend, you know, so you're not there to fuck with them, <laughs> you know, so it's it's weird to think you, you know, at the same time you're doing both, you know, so does that make sense? In Trip Islands, a reader got so much stuff to choose from, it's really kind of an honor that they're going to spend the time checking your stuff out. Yeah, I mean, Vonnegut said the thing you're asking of a reader is the most important commodity a person has, their free time, you know, so you you better bring it for them. You know, or or else. See, that's just, why I said it's such a private thing. It's like the writer, the reader. Yeah. There's hardly any middle gunk. Yeah, and, and it's you know. I guess education or lack of, like I was, um, for example, I brought up the example of Mr. Poe and in a story in French. Right. You know, like expecting his readers to have some kind of learning. Yeah, or like some early Cormac McCarthy, where he'll just drop in language that you know. Well, the th I, I've read. I've read The Road mm -hmm. of Depression. But then I read the, the trilogy. And it's half Spanish, Mexican Spanish. Right. 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 But you know what? The way he weaves it in there, it, 
it's still a Faulkner trip in a way. It's still U.S. even though he's using the Spanish. No, he pulls it off. Yeah, man, that guy knows how to write a sentence. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you read it out loud, almost doesn't matter what the plot is. And the road is so different. It's so stripped down compared to the trilogy, you know? Oh, the road? Yeah. That, yeah, that was a beat down. Wow. <laughs> but you could tell it was the same dude. I mean, there's a lot of beat down in the trilogy, a lot of hell and stuff, but man, that road was all beat down. And then the, this is what I, happens with me with writers. I get to be fans of them, and I want to check out their other stuff. I start hearing the voice. It's almost like I get into the writers, especially my age now. What I did to start in, in my 40s was start rewriting, rereading all the shit in the 20s. Because, mm-hmm. of course, their words didn't change, but all their books read different. Oh, like yeah. On the Road or Ulysses or stuff. I read Gatsby once a year, and it's a different book every, every time. So it's you changing them. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, the writers, they're doing a lot for us by just being themselves in a way. I, I got a lot of respect. This is a
from Pedro show. Uh, yeah, we heard uh, the urinals with Rob doing Black Hole. This is from that same gig where you did uh, We Could Close Our Eyes. I think you played it right after it, in fact. Before that was uh, Brain on a Plate by 4D Nightmare, Messiah's Air in Oppenheim, and ahead of that was Fit for a King, Warren Tears and Some. You reached the end of the second hour of for Pedro show, July 20th, 2014 edition. Hold tight for hour three. July 20, 2014, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. There's no comparing with me. Trisexual. So what goes you with me? Trisexual. Theology cannot be nonsensical. Poetical. Reason why we have that hate. Bisexual. See, I would really rather Bisexual. Because my love be with Bisexual. Psychology can study contextual. Bipolio. Reasons for my infantile. Bisexual. So in conclusion, kids, it's understand that I'm demanding and sometimes I ask for a lot, but why can't somebody name a bar after a delightfully fictitious Irishman?
show we started in the third hour off of some brand new stuff by the dwarves trisexual then the gears new album the master plan bob schreiner after that with irish bar uh basho made of wood Ellis contortious that's uh matt hayes uh, talking there in new york city doing uh 2014 so, I mean, that's the first jam on the that day a couple weeks ago. And then finally, uh, out of Italy. But they're living in London right now, Rewild, Out of My Health. Back with uh, Robert Burge, um, The Discipline, The Freedom, The Joy and Sorrow of Putting Pen to Paper. Do you do it that way or do you use a pewter? Um, notes and some scenes I do pen and paper in a notebook and then take it to the computer. Have you ever seen, uh, for example, the notebooks, Jim Joyce, he had colored pencils. Uh, I think Jack Kerouac had a lot of notes. Yeah, and then typed on uh, ream paper. Yeah, what ream paper I saw at the New York Public Library. There's you see that. Ah. Uh, so, only at the end of the day you, you use the pewter like to get it where it has to go, probably. Yeah. You don't compose on it. Uh, not often. Sometimes, like if I'm deep in a book, once I really know what's going on with it, yeah. I'll be on the computer. What do you start with, the title? Uh, um, n- almost... Almost never. I like it black and strong like they meant. <laughs> I don't think it's all that strong on this round, but it's black. Okay, go work um, the, so titles last. Uh, I say that because when I'm writing songs, I have to start with the title. I got no focus. But then songwriting is not novel writing, although incredible influence is writers, second painters, other musicians further down the list. I'm not as afraid of uh, copying because there's levels of abstraction to work in uh, writers. No, that makes sense. Ideas for me. Yeah, the newest. I just, I just love, I just love writing. You know, the first stuff I got into was encyclopedia. Right? My mom got me world book. It's a great book so to start with. Z, you know. <laughs> but then after that, no, no more uh, non-fiction, uh, only fiction, and it was science fiction because we were in a space race, mm. right? Because I'm born in '57, so my boyhood thing is all this '60 to '60. I think today's the day. Neil Armstrong, yeah, set foot down. Buzz Aldrin wrote down with him, but I think this is, uh, put his foot out. It was camping in the mountains, I think, when it happened. So it's also uh, Chappaquiddick. Oh, wow. They're the same day. <laughs> wow. I mean, different I historic moment. <laughs> yeah. The other one's a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get into science fiction? Um... Not a lot. Because you weren't a reader until you were ready to write. And I I did later. um... Except school assignments. And look, I've run into this with people who were made to play as a kid. They didn't want to play when they got 
Some of that forced stuff is not happening. I think it's good, healthy when somebody goes for it because they want it. But I did get into uh, like really dystopic uh, science fiction later. I mean, I, lo- I love a good post-apocalyptic story. Yeah, this is like we were saying, Mr. McCarthy in the road. Yeah, and there's like a really great... Pushing that shopping cart around with his boy. There's a really early science fiction by a guy named Zamiatin from uh, Russia called We yeah. that kind of predicts like the modern prison system in 1912 or something. Wow. Like, you know, so it's Jack really black. What you, you, you can't win? Oh, yeah, the uh, hobo memoir. Yeah, I, yeah, that's not great. the Jack Black me and you know, but yeah, he's a writer. Right. Charlie Ploy Mill turned me on, and he wrote about prison system. Yeah, but nonfiction. Right. Uh, we, huh? Yeah. Spell his last name. Oh, I can't. Okay. It's it's you know one of those it's a risky guy. Complex, complex Russian names. Okay. Okay. Uh, I remember uh, Mr. Bradbury, of course, Roger Zelazny, Mr. Dick, of course. I, I really got in, and then Dee Boone got me back into uh, nonfiction, read about history. It's just something about fiction. Did you ever read Huck Finn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, being on the raft with Jim.
Brother Matt gets some essential information there. Uh, last music for today with Beijing Hardcore by Fanzhu Xiangfa, which is a China band. HC by uh, Noha Banda Trio featuring Francesco Berazzati. Uh, Papu Bell, Metallo Bain, great French punk band from the 70s. Franco American with Hector Veloz's Symphony Fantastique. That's Tripod Jimmy. Mr. Tom Herman, big hero of mine. I got to play a record with Tony Mamoni in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nels Klein, Greg Sarnier, cool. Nick Reinhardt, Big Walnuts Yonder, Praj. Beautiful tone. And then uh, Carnival Kitchen, that's Brother Steve McKay on the sax there. I found her among the roses. Trippy tune, especially, I think it's 1971. Uh, Trip the Light Fantastic named the band. After that, Sterile Jets with uh, blue, blue Stardust Jack Off. Lost My Baby in the City by Some Days. Uh, P-L-K-T-S. How would you pronounce that? Pilkits? Anyway. Billions of Comrades. The Lemon Limes. I think they're out of uh, Belgium. The Lemon Limes out of uh, Oaktown up north. Job is Tape Op. And finally, Errors of Metabolism from Dallas, Texas. With Stop Clocks. I think I get to play with them in October. They'll send you to my Nile tour that's coming up. Um, so beautiful. You're working on a memoir now. No, I've uh, finished it. Just it's sold finished it. it. Right, just sold it. Just sold it. He's got four books before that, people. We can go to a reps, a website, your name.com, right? Uh, yeah. R O B R O B E R G E.com. Right. People, check it out. Interesting journey. Uh, what would, advice would you give Rob to somebody who wanted to get into writing, be either young or older or uh, less young? Pro- probably the biggest is to read a ton. You know, become a reader before you become a writer. Yeah, and stay a reader. You know, stay just, a reader. Just grow with it. You know, it's it's that's the biggest. Uh, I, I've got a friend who, you know, I teach, and uh, he says, you know, really, you don't need to teach. <laughs> He's like, just give them a library card and strunk in white, and they'll be fine. <laughs> are, are library cards still important? Well, with this day of internet, I hope so. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're it, talking about physical copies versus only online copies, where you don't know maybe stuff got changed. Well, yeah, and and not just changed. I mean, I love the physical artifact of a book. Yeah, you know, it's okay. it's like the LPs of the seven. You know, mm-hmm. like where you would actually listen to a record. You sure. Know, just just take it out and stare at the liner notes and just be really intimate with it. And I think a book's somehow more intimate than the internet, a physical book, just for me. Now, this last book you did is a memoir. The other four were fictions, right? Right. So you like going off into another... Yeah, it, it was hard. Uh, I didn't think it would be as hard as it was. So maybe that's some advice, too. Take chances? Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, you know... He, he or she who dares... Yeah, you know, I, used, I used to think that every book should be better than the last one, and yeah. I, I think that's maybe unrealistic, but I think every book should be different than the last one. Okay. You know, that you can achieve. You're not always in control of... And and what's better is subjective. You know, like, I'm always in, most interested in the one I'm working on, not the one I did. Wow, because it's... Look at board, instead of looking backward. Well, you know... And I just see everything that isn't quite right about him that I'd do differently, but I couldn't have done differently because I was a different you person. There, then. Yeah. 
Good point. So in a way, they're diary entries. Yeah, to a certain extent, you know. That's the way I tried it when somebody remember being a young Minuteman and they were asking. Of course, Dee Boone called it out loud thinking, which is great. Yeah. But I wasn't so clever, so I said diary entries. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, so much want to thank you for being on the show. Laurie, sorry I didn't get to talk with you, but you made good, uh, uh, what do you call this? Uh, Vibe? No, kind of uh, treatment, acoustic, so we didn't have such an <laughs> echo in here. You could, like, absorb something. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah really nice bitching for you to come out. I think your first writer, right? Um, Did we have a writer before? I think... Um, we had a writer before. Did we? Yeah. Well, maybe you're the second round. Yeah, well, yeah, well that, that's where I fit. <laughs> I think you were the first. I'm just very glad you came aboard. Good luck with the next thing. Oh, what's the next plan now that you sold that memoir? Uh, working on, on a novel actually called Terminal Island. Yeah, Terminal cool. Island, people. Great. You know original name? Uh, Rattlesnake Island? Right. Mm-hmm. I think the training company called it Terminal Island. Yeah. Which I found out now why George H. Peck was a conductor. No, no boss, but he started buying property. He got his part of the LAC to get free of the Union Pacific or Southern Pacific or Shirley Pathetic or whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, I can't wait to read your Terminal Island or your Snakeskin Island. <laughs> but, but Matt, Very cool. Great to see you again. Indeed. I'm going to be gone next week because you got to go see Brother Sam, but then after that, I return. Cool. Hope to maybe get to catch you tonight if possible. Oh, yeah, at Harold's Place. And for Charlie Hayden, yeah. doing the gig. Everybody out here, it's been uh, July 20, 2014, Dishawaffa Pedro Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. Yeah.